I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. You're listening to Smart to Death Radio. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation, Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the queen of Queen's Visage talking, and I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. All right, everyone, what's up? For real this time, I'm back. <laughs> For real, it worked. Uh, it's your girl, the Queen of Any here on Queen is Going Live on YouTube and Twitch. Hello, also to Periscope. What's up, people? Nice to see you. Um, hanging out on a beautiful Sunday here in New England. I got to tell you, the sun is shining. It's beautiful for Memorial Day weekend. And I'm so excited to really, not a joke, bring you today my friends from Dojo and Dynamite. Ashley and Rich, you're here. And knock on wood, we tested it, my friends. It's working. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, Queen. Thank you so much for having us. Um, Yesterday, as we talked, yesterday was a day. But we got through it. You know what? Technology is great when it works. (laughs) Right now, we seem to be in good shape. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, too. But you know what? Let's do this. We're here. We're excited. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for for being such good sports yesterday while everything was failing. But here we are, and I think we're thriving. So we'll just say thank you to the AEW Double or Nothing Gods for being amazing. So here we are. What's up, Chris, in the chat? And Colin, welcome, y'all. We're here with Dojo and Dynamite. I'm pumped. We're going to talk about all things Double or Nothing, my friends. But before we get there, today is the official launch day. Because everyone's telling me, Queen, we can't start the hashtag All Out Challenge, which you just see popping up on your screen right now. Uh, that beautiful graphic. Shout out to Chris for making it for me. Uh, we can't start it, Queen, because double or nothing's happening and we need our junk food. <laughs> so I said, fine. It's cool. It's a pay-per-view. I get it. But the next day, folks, we're hitting all our goals. We're starting the hashtag All Out Challenge which is just about, you know, positive health, dieting if you want to go that route, fitness in whatever way that means to you, whether it's going for a walk or you want to do CrossFit. God bless you. Good luck. I could never do that. Um, You know, Queen's Boxing, as you've been seeing, if you've been following me on Twitter or Instagram, um, you know, and I I just feel like being physically uh, active and eating well and drinking a lot of water 
helps mental health. And that's something that I feel like, oh, we should just uh, all embrace <laughs> and try to, to be better at. Um, so that's what the All Out Challenge is. And my friends here said that they're on board, right, guys? Oh, absolutely. I think this is a great, you know, self-care motivation. And it, it's it's been just difficult in general. So we need to take care of ourselves, take care of each other. And it's summer. Let's let's get let's, some summer bodies, guys. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, let's work out, have fun, enjoy the sun. And I think this is a really great idea. Thank you. I'm so glad that you guys are on board. And I'm glad that y'all like it. What's up, Speezy? Speeze and the Benchmark Show. If you don't know, now you know. Go follow them. Excellent shows that they have uh, with Spees and Silky. And Ash is here. Hello. Um, yeah, so the All Out Challenge, I'm really excited. It's the official first day. We're going to go get it. Uh, and I love how you said self-care because that is the whole point. We're going to take care of ourselves. And uh, everyone in the chat, thanks for joining us. Please, if you would, be so kind. Go and tell all your friends that you're hanging out with Queen and... Ashley and Rich from Dojo and Dynamite, because we're here to talk about AEW Double or Nothing in review. Uh, but before we do that, real quick, real brief, I have to say, uh, I talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I'm feeling a little bit, a uh, little more vocal <laughs> and feeling okay uh, to talk a little bit more about it today. I have to say, uh, you know, the outpouring of support and love that I saw on the on the timeline for uh, Hana Kimura and, uh, you know, all of her family and friends and, and fellow wrestlers was, was something that touched me. Uh, Hannah meant a lot to me. She was one of my favorite Joshi wrestlers over in stardom. Hashtag watch stardom. Uh, if you don't, you should. It is the premier women's promotion in the entire world. Um, you know, and what a tragedy. And I, I just feel like we should be using our platforms, however small or large, to be spreading positivity and kindness. If you don't have something nice to say to somebody, then you don't need to say it, dude. It's what my mom told me when I was little, and it's what I believe to this day. Uh, treat people as you wish to be treated. You know, there's tongue-in-cheek, and there's times to be a little sassy, but it doesn't mean that you have to be negative. So I just wanted to say that real quick, and, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you guys saw everything, of course, and AEW last night did a, a beautiful tribute to her and had a nice message. Excalibur said uh, some things, and uh, it was really touching. It was it was a very classy move, um, tragic circumstance, but you you said it perfectly. Just let's be nice. I mean, there's I it's how how we take our our podcast in general. Just there's time for criticisms, like you said. There's time for sass, but why do you have to be rude? And I appreciate the fact that AEW last night, even with the Shad Gaspard, mm. they they acknowledged they they weren't affiliated with them. They never worked for the organization. It's just, it's a wrestling tragedy, both events, and I'm glad they acknowledged it, and I'm glad they represented it well. But I think that's what we should all try to do, just this larger wrestling community, just giving support to each other and just promoting positivity. And Queen, you you do that so well, um, just keeping an open mindset and, and being welcoming to everyone. And I think we all can be better and just working towards that on a larger scheme. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate that uh, very much. Thank you. But I feel like that goes back to you two. Uh, you know, we have such a great show and, and your platform on Twitter is uh, is used for good things. And, you know, you know how much I love you guys. So I, I'm just excited that you're here and uh, I appreciate that. And now we need to talk about something super positive and fun because 
Last night was AEW Double or Nothing. One year later, now we've had the second one. It's in the books. Oh my God, what a show. Overall, you two, how do you feel now that we're almost 24 hours from start time? So we've gotten about halfway through the show on our second go around. Nice. Um, loved it. I mean, it it feels like such a big deal you know as we've talked about these past few months have felt like such a lull and and limbo and it's it's been kind of hard to get excited and motivated for certain things but waking up yesterday we're like all right we like it's go time like it's double or nothing we you know we felt like there was something going on for the first time in a long time yeah it was also the community you know everybody was kind of doing their podcast they're doing their previews they're bringing in people they're doing live shows so it was kind of like hey you know what this is a big deal we feel good today we got yeah. up we're ready to go let's let's do some let's do some stuff so the show ended up being great delivered it was Loved excellent it. yeah yeah, I mean, you know what I thought was interesting? And, you know, there's usually some some smattering of uh, a differing of opinions. But I felt like I saw a lot last night once the show was over of, oh, my God, I spent $50 on this. And I, I can't believe that that's all I got. On the other side, it was, oh, my God, that was the best $50 I ever spent. The Stampede uh, Stadium match alone was worth it. You know, it was kind of divisive. I don't know if you saw that on the timeline, but I was a little surprised that it was so kind of 50-50. I was actually talking with Rich uh, earlier today because I had seen, I saw a tweet saying what you just said, that the opinions were very split. But on my timeline, I happened to see just all positive things. I don't know if you saw anything on Facebook, Rich, but I, I just saw support. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm part of a lot of crazy groups on Facebook, so yeah. we get a lot of uh, disparity. But I will say that the one thing I, I kind of picked up, maybe it was me just kind of deciphering through a lot of the crap, to be honest, because some people just, they just love to... You know how it you is. Know how oh, it is. yeah. So maybe just deciphering through it. You know, the Stadium Stampede not to jump ahead, was fantastic. Mm -hmm. was a fantastic endeavor. However, they did have to kind of fill some of the space that they would have had matches broken out for those individuals that were in that big 10-man escapade, right? So, you know, there, there was a lot of complaints about, hey, you know, I felt like I got a little bit of this or a little bit of that. I mean, you think about it, you took 10 of the premier guys – you put them in one match with each other. You do have to kind of fill some of the space with some other stuff. The ladder match was like, what, 40 minutes long? Like, you did have to do that. So, I mean, maybe if you look at it like, like logistically, maybe they felt like they weren't getting, I guess, the bang for their buck. But I thought the show delivered on top of that. I thought it was well worth the price. Yeah, overall, I was extremely pleased with it. Yeah, I, I was too, to be honest with you. There was only two matches, which we'll get to, that I really just didn't care for. And I just was like, uh, whatever. It was kind of meh on the scale. And I, and I felt it kind of, or my mood sort of dropped. But then it picked right back up. So, and that's with any pay-per-view, I feel like. You know, there's stuff you're going to like. There's stuff that you're not going to like. And that's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> when I watch WWE, I see Bobby Lashley. I turn it off. I'm like, that's not really my thing. I don't really want to watch that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did I get Whoa. you, Rich? Did I get you? <laughs> That's his Come boy. Bob <laughs> Lash. Bob Lash is my guy. Oh no! Well, it's definitely not my guy. <laughs> I've been a Bobby Lashley guy since uh, like '05. Man, he used to fight like Simon Dean and 
This was good stuff, man. Bobby Lashley. Don't, don't, yeah, don't <laughs> oh. do it to my, to, my, to my Bobo there. All right. Well, I won't do it to you. How about that? I'll, I'll just <laughs> practice my own advice and just whoop. I don't have anything kind to say, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> but Ash says, today I've seen more negative in regards to Archer and Brody being buried, which is ludicrous in my opinion. I totally agree. People need to get off that train. Just because you lose one match doesn't mean you're totally gone. If you lose like eight matches in a row, and I'm like major pay-per-views included, and you just can't seem to win, and they kind of throw you to the wolves, and then you're not on television, then maybe we could talk about it. <laughs> But uh, one match, I, I don't think so. Uh, Colin said there's a lot of talk about the pool spot with pri- uh, pr- uh, not pride. Oh, boy. Proud and powerful with the guy face down. Oh, Matt Hardy. Yeah. Folks saying they were taking a shot at Shad Gaspard. I don't think that that's what that was at all. And uh, Colin agrees with you, Rich. TNA Bobby Lashley was great. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're, we're not all we're not alone out there. Bobby Lashley. We're we're, we're a fellow Bobby Lashley collective. There oh. you go. We support. Oh, I'm we glad. support. I'm glad you have somebody. But Chris is on my side. Thanks, Chris. All right. So let's start with, with the top of the show. I thought the promo package video at the beginning was just, ooh beautiful. I thought they did such a nice job with the, you know, as the world kind of wakes up and comes back. Uh, I thought that was excellent way to start the show. Kind of gave it a nice feel and a nice vibe. I thought the set was cool. I loved the cards. But I think my favorite thing, y'all, was the spinning slot machine on the TV. Yes, it brought me right back to Vegas. I love Vegas so much. And uh, I couldn't stop staring at it the whole night. But did you both watch and see if it lined up every time it spun yes okay just want to make sure that everybody else was also watching it to make sure like because sometimes it didn't line up sometimes it, it didn't match sometimes it yeah. didn't and i was like no we lost yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, well. we were all watching it. So, okay make sure making sure yes chris says the slot machines were mwah, chef's kiss yes i totally agree it was perfect it gave us the vegas vibe without being in vegas right so it, it felt a little bit like last year not as as grandiose but it definitely felt like that and boy did they start off hot i mean they went uh right for it with the buy-in um with the best friends and private party um establishing the best friends as the number one contenders guys are, are we shocked by that or what? I am extremely happy Me too. with the outcome. <laughs> they um, earned it. They earned it. They've been, you know, I, I've said this for a long time. I feel like best friends are a very viable tag team. And they've been big players in AEW, but, like, they haven't been at the same time. And they've had momentum building these past few weeks and few months. And... I said it on our recap show earlier. If they would have lost, I feel like that would have been a missed opportunity. Not, no disrespect to Private Party, but they had something going with Best Friends, and I think it was the right call. I was really happy with the victory. People who are in the know, they do know that the quarantine episodes, I call them quarantine episodes, lockdown episodes of the AEW Dynamite, for about four weeks, they were taped in two days. Right. So the amount of work that like Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta put in in those two days that they had to spread out through like four or five shows. Yeah. I mean, they needed to be recognized for all their effort. And again, it has nothing to do with individuals who stayed home during quarantine. All respect to them. I have no problem with that. I've said that many times. I have I had no, no disrespect. They do not deserve to lose their spot. But to put on four matches and then that hardcore match that happened on the Dynamite, 
all in a window of like 24 hours, that you got to give a lot of respect to them. So I think this was the right call to kind of say, hey, you know what? We're going to give them the nod. They put in all that extra work. The fans are connecting to them. They're hilarious. Their promos are fantastic. I, I love them. I do. I really do. And the, the match was fine. I, I like the match. A private party is going to be a star. They're mm. going to be a star tag team in this division. The only thing I... It, it, it's just rust. It was just a little rust. You know, I mean, they. when was the last time they were in the ring? Two think, months ago? I feel like they were on one dark and then, like that was it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's been a, it's been a I, while. I said it to I Ashley because I, I like to do... Kind of like a a star grade because pay per views people associate pay per views with matches. So mm. when you like you know you, you go back to watch a pay per view because I want to watch Dustin versus Cody. You kind of watch Dynamites to see the big segments, the surprises, the returns, you know things like that. So I said I can't give star ratings. I can't. I mean, some of these individuals hadn't worked in a ring in over a month. You can't. You can't go after somebody because of that. So I thought the match was fine. I, I thought it, it was too. I thought it was too. And, and, you know, uh, the best friends hit off and continue on their hot streak. And I think this is the right call. I think you guys said it perfectly there. Um, you know, the, not only I, I hesitate to say people deserve things, right. But they really did put in that work. <laughs> they really have been here week in, week out doing all those things. And, um, you know, people love them. I mean, you got to give the people what they want with a best friend hug, right? And they're so over with Orange Cassidy. And um, I think the program that they are going to put together with Hangman and Kenny is going to be spectacular. Yes, that is something really exciting to look forward to. Um, wow, just the matches, thinking of those. I yeah. know. But I was thinking, uh, sort of how you said with Orange Cassidy kind of triggered my memory. I don't know if many people have gone on the Jarrett Cruz, but they talked about how they were looking to maybe institute a six-man tag team group. Mm. I that, that was the first group we thought of. was just, I mean, these guys versus SCU, three on three. I mean, this would be great. Well, Death, death Triangle. Death two. Triangle. Oh, I mean, just, just a six-man team with these guys, with Orange Cassidy. I mean, that, that's, that would be so fantastic. It'd be so much fun. They have a lot of potential, and I just think, you know, sky's the limit. <laughs> we have a lot of potential and opportunity and growth and fun things for the AEW roster, and especially when it comes to tag and trios. So it's going to be fine. Hey, Mags, yes, it is working, buddy, and I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, Chris said they've earned it. Best friends. They've put in the work since the quarantine empty arena matches, so he agrees with us on that one. I mean, ugh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good stuff. So that was the buy-in. And then and then we kick it off with the casino ladder match. I'm so glad this went first. I am so glad. It was a great choice. Super hot match. Um, a lot of crazy uh, people involved. And uh, uh, the mystery person was finally revealed. So we have this amazing casino ladder match. Um, Je Joey Janela came in for Ray Phoenix, who is out uh, injured right now. And uh, Joey Janela with ladders is, is probably the best thing ever. And I love that they did those um, little kind of like talking crap, <laughs> talking smack videos before the actual match took place. I thought that was brilliant. And Joey's was awesome. But the real star of the show, guys, before the match even started, was Jimmy Havoc in his blood-spattered white suit. Stop everything. I can't handle it. It was oh. so good with Kip in his sequined blazer and Penelope Ford looking Kip, like a fox. Kip fantastic. Oh, he looked so good, didn't he? 
the Dexter Morgan vibes coming off of Jimmy Havoc, uh, <laughs> Penelope and Kip. I am all about this. Um, each and every week, I, I'm just loving it. I still it don't know why they're all together. They're best friends. But, all right, they okay. live together. Yep. It works. I love it. I thought it was perfect. It, didn't Jericho say he lived in a cardboard box in his house? <laughs> That's what he said. But Is this true? I, ask Jimmy. No, no that's okay. <laughs> and but, the white shoes, Mags said. You're right, Mags. And the white shoes. <laughs> I, I like that they're incorporating all the teams, the factions, the alliances. Mm. I, I like that they put it all in the match. I like that, you know, there was that, that back and forth between Kaz and uh, Scorpio. I'm sorry, I had to swallow. Um, the... The two minutes in between, though, that threw me off. That that was a such a strange. I, I maybe it was me. I didn't expect that. I didn't know what was happening. Mm. Well, as we talked about, we we had gone live with I Foul during it. the match, so we had our volume down. Mm-hmm. So we didn't hear uh, Dasha with the commentary discussing the time limit. We just kind of saw it in the background, and we're like, "What? What the hell is happening here?" Yeah. Um, so that did kind of throw us by surprise but when we rewatched it i mean she explains the rules a little more clearly we yeah it. yeah i i thought maybe it was just me i said well why is there two minutes and then i, I realized i thought like i said earlier maybe it was because you do kind of have to take up some more time because mm. you are putting all these people into one big match at the end obviously that match was like what like an hour long right the last match 45 minutes long or something maybe it, i'm over exaggerating but it was long it was really really long stampede, but I didn't mind the two-minute interval. I thought that was unique. It made it unique to them. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed waiting for the last person. I also enjoyed that it was a poker chip to pull off the top. Yeah, and that thing's huge. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It's bigger than I thought it was going to be. I mean, not that it would be small, right? It needs to be easy to grab. Like, I get it. But it was weird. Um, the The actual ladder match was 28 minutes long. 28 mm. minutes and 30 seconds. So it did so feel longer. way longer than that. I think yeah. it was because there was so much happened probably that it just yeah, feels my more. My only gripe like in the moment was that it felt like it went on a little too long. Um, I each, each man got his spot in. I loved the introduction of Brian Cage. I loved the element of him with Taz. That they piled every weapon known to um, man on top of him? putting that piece or that story together with um, you know Taz and, and Darby, Darby rejecting him. I, I thought that was all really cool. It just it felt a little long. Mm. It did feel a little long. Yeah, just just a little long. That's all. It, it was kind of when we were watching it, obviously we were having our own technical difficulties. So, you know, I they no one can hear us and then you know, uh, I think that probably you know, also so kind added of threw to off, it also off the match there. But I, I thought that everybody did really well. Darby did some crazy spots. Oh my god, that skateboard spot off the top of the ladder. I thought he hurt himself. I thought things were not good. I I know. Or when he was I laying know. on the ladder like a plate and they yes. just decided to frisbee him out of the ring onto nothing. He's done I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. A little. A little. And even a little. 
And it helps to have something that works as hard as you do. That's why Valspar has a paint for every job, every room, every time. Valspar. You make it happen, we make it possible. Pros, head to Lowe's today and talk to a pro rep about getting up to 10 free gallons of Valspar through our paint trial program. Exclusions apply. See ValsparPro.com for details. Such unique things. I love it. It's because you don't, you never but, know what to expect. But here's the thing it. that I have to ask. But I get, a, I get scared. What, what is the creative process when you're in the room and Darby goes, just lay me on this ladder and then just frisbee me? Maybe he just like, does it in the heat of the moment. Like he sees it. He's like, all right, let's go. Just, I don't know. Just <laughs> lay me on there and just throw me. And they go, well, onto what? And he goes, onto another ladder. It's <laughs> just, that's. I guess that's Darby for you. Yeah, I guess so. And it just was crazy. Um, Time flew, says Ash. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, I think the pay-per-view, like, at some points felt like, oh, my God, it's so long. And then matches felt so long. And then you, like, blink and you're like, oh, no, it really wasn't that long at all. Okay, interesting. (laughs) Very weird. So, yeah, Yeah. I hear that. And, uh, Ash, you did make that prediction. That's correct. Mag says, star of the ladder match was orange, not knowing how to win that match absolutely correct my favorite favorite part was him coming out and asking Excalibur and he drops his head back like oh <laughs> he just walks to the ring and spends the most time getting to the ring and then the next entrance come in and I'm like well, orange you're the best the, uh, what was did you guys watch the countdown did you, did you I don't know if anybody did in the chat or if you did did you watch the countdown on TNT the uh, Friday evening I actually never got a chance to because I was live uh, no, I was in AW Heels with Ash, and then I went to um, on Spies and Benchmark show, so I never got to watch it. And I was so busy yesterday before the show, I didn't catch it. So he he talks about the match. I think he goes, so it's just first blood, right? And they're like, no, it, it's it's a ladder match. And he goes, oh, well, how does that work? And he goes, well, you climb the ladder. And he's like, oh, I'm not gonna be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Orange Cassidy. I just love that guy. Uh, definitely the star of that match. And, you know, now we have Brian Cage. And Brian Cage comes out, the machine. You know, we were talking before the show began about, like, we were a little bit surprised because of, of how badly he was injured. And, and I said to you both, like, he's got John Cena DNA, man. Like, he's he's just up and at it and ready to go. And uh, he looked perfect. And for me, I feel like the division had been lacking a really strong big guy. Yeah, we have Luchasaurus and like Wardlow, but Wardlow's not really being utilized as much and and whatever. But Brian Cage is like the big of the big, <laughs> like he's a monster machine. And uh, him I love and his yeah, he's really intense. And like Lance Archer is a big dude, but Brian is a big dude. <laughs> so like this is really cool. Yeah, I think I said it. Um, I just keep saying it. Like, I think he's going to be a great addition. It just adds this extra dynamic because um, he's not the tallest. He's right? not. But he's this beast. Like, I feel like you can kind of plug and it, it play actually, him exactly, anywhere. Exactly. It actually benefits him that he's not six foot four because he doesn't tower over everybody. He kind of fits in perfectly in that whole realm. He can work with all different sized individuals, height. You know, weight, muscles, anything. He could do all of it. Hardcore stuff, he could do it all. And the thing I really liked about him is that he's kind of the total package. Again, he's not Lex Luger. Lex Luger's my guy. But <laughs> he's kind of the total package. I mean, he he does flips and he'll spine buster the shit out of you. You know, I mean, he, he he's great. 
and having Taz in his corner is going to be like, it's just, it's a whole new element. And I, like you said, Queenie, I think it's going to shake up the men's division a little bit. It is. And I feel like uh, this program that we're going to get with Moxley, I can't even handle how good it's going to be. Uh, Max says, Brian Cage was so humble in the post-event media scrum. Yeah, I'd heard that, Mags. Oh, I That's didn't get a chance really to see that. dope. That's awesome. I'd heard that from some other people, and I, I would really love to to listen into that. Um, and Spies says he met Brian at a show uh, Silky and him went to, and you can't get an appreciation for how big he is until you see him in person. Like, I freaking bet. <laughs> Mag says he's molded like a Bobby Lashley, but with the skill set of an Osprey. That is a beautiful comparison. Hashtag Mags, all pods. You are awesome. We we popped really hard. We went to a TNA show back in like 2013 when it went to Hammerstein. I think it was the event that Bully Ray put Dixie Carter through the table. And Brian Cage came out, and we were the only people that popped because I I've liked Brian Cage for a long time because he's he's exciting. So I remember we popped for him, and everyone's like, oh, okay, all right. I'm like, well, this is Brian Cage. Like, he's good. Trust me. Trust me. He's good. He's so good, and I'm so glad he's here. I'm really ready for the good stuff, and uh, I feel like like everybody in the chat is ready too. So it's gonna be really fun. I love the cool poker chip. I'm excited to see like how that's gonna work. Like, is it a money in the bank style thing? Do they cash it in? Like, they're gonna play the chip? Like, how is this gonna be done? I I'm excited and looking forward to. Um, maybe we'll find out a little bit more on Wednesday. And I love that he's partnered with Taz. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. But that led us right into, I think, one of my top two wrestling matches of the night. Like, the Stadium Stampede, I'm going to put in its own category. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to say my one of my top two wrestling matches of the night with MJF and Jungle Boy. You guys, you go, you go first. Talk to me about how you felt about this matchup. I can't even really put it into words. Um, these two just work so well together. Mm. And this matchup itself, I'll be honest, the match was something I was not super pumped for because I felt like it was just kind of just thrown together on dynamite. Um, again, quarantine, things have just been a lull. So I just haven't been super excited for anything in general. Um, but then the match actually happened and, you know, they, they kicked ass back on dynamite together. Was that a couple months ago? Um, they have amazing chemistry and I love seeing the young guys paired together because you can just watch them grow. I like, I've said this so many times before, but you just, you watch them grow. They're just star building right before our eyes. And I just loved it. We actually were able to purchase the, uh, I don't want to do like a cheap plug here, but on the, on the Bleacher Report live, but you can purchase all the 2019 AEW pay-per-views for about 15 bucks. Mm. So it's it's a great deal, and they stay in your library, so you can check them out all you want. It's, I'm just you know, it's like I wish I was getting paid by them, but you now it's kind of a cheap plug. <laughs> so I went and I purchased the Double or Nothing 2019. I had not purchased that pay per view because I went to the event, so I got a chance to rewatch it to get into the Double or Nothing 2020. And just watching the maturation process, the growth of these individuals, even Nyla Rose we'll talk about later, mm. just watching her match at Double or Nothing 2019 and Double or Nothing 2020, just the growth of, of Jungle Boy and MJF, it, it's unbelievable. It's yeah. it's beautiful. And, you know, I was talking, um, 
I, I can't remember whose show I was on. I've been on a lot of shows this week. I think it might have been on Spees's, uh actually, and, and, and talking a lot about how I feel about these people being the, the future of AEW. It's easy to see, right? But the future of wrestling in general, MJF, Jungle Boy, um, Samu Guevara, and Darby Allen, I, like, how bright is your future if those are the four that you have? You know what I mean? And that's not even touching everybody else. <laughs> that's just For like sure. the four that come to my mind right away. And this match to me was just a beautiful match. Mag says right here that it was such a great match and it reminded him of late 80s heel versus face style match. I feel the exact same way. This was like old school heel face the goodest of the good. And and MJF is just, like, he's such a little shit and you love to hate him. <laughs> but, like, he's great in the ring. And his chemistry with Jungle Boy, that chant that you always hear, the Fight Forever chant, like, that, that applies to them in spades. Like, if they fought every week, I don't think I would care because of how good they are feed off of each other. This is a feud that can be revisited. This is a feud that can be uh, expanded upon. You know, they could wait years in between and they could come back together and it would still be good, you know? And that's so, so special. To me, it's like, oh, the future is so bright with them. This could be like a rock stone cold type of vibe where it's like, yeah, they have these great matches, but they get better and better with time. And Spees mentioned here on the chat that how was this match even on the same show as the Stampede match? Because it's like two different planets. Yeah, yeah. The show was long too, though. The show was long. long. Four, four hours, right? Yeah, it felt almost four hours. We turned it on like seven o'clock. We waited for the thing to go because you want to make sure there's no bugs. Right. So we get on a little early, make sure that the the thing goes. And we didn't get off till like almost midnight. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long, long show. Long show. I appreciate it though, because we're not. Do- I mean, I know they wanted to make it a little shorter. They kind of mentioned that. I believe it was Matt Jackson at the one star cast. Mm-hmm. He said that he he cut. They're going to cut a match or so off to kind of shorten it because people were complaining that hey, you know what? It's great content, but like so much content. Right. But I'm glad they gave it to us because I mean, listen, what else are we doing? I know we're like, we're I'm, starved I'm for wrestling yeah. as it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Especially on this caliber, you know. And I'm not trying to drag WWE or anything, but. You know, I just feel strongly that we get more of a, a wrestling vibe with AEW than we do in WWE. WWE feels obviously like they want it to feel sports entertainment. And not that this isn't sports entertainment. It's just more wrestling oriented to me. That's how, at least how I take it. But I just thought that this was top notch, stellar stuff. And um, man, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I want to talk about the ladies for a second, though. Because um, Britt Baker, you know, they, they did a little segment there with their doctor about uh, their actual uh, like medical doctor, not dentist doctor, uh, about, um, you know, her her condition. And I mean, it sounds serious, but it's, I, I think they're waiting for her on Wednesday to make her announcement about timelines. I guess that's what they said. Um, but she was supposed to be obviously in this match with Chris Statlander and not what we got. We got Penelope Ford. Versus Chris Statlander. This was a very fast, fast, fast match. Like five minutes and 30 seconds fast. It felt longer than that. It did, didn't it? I'm like surprised to see the timing. I could have sworn because I think I even said it. Now I feel like an idiot, but I I even (laughs) said it that it was like 10 minutes. Like I thought it was 10 minutes. Yeah. No, I guess guess not. not. No. Isn't that wild? But, uh, you know, they, they did great. And you know what? what is the best thing ever is um, I love seeing Penelope Ford actually, like, 
wrestle instead of just being a valet for um, Kip. And it's fun because she adds so much when she is with him and she gets involved and does little shady things and it's great. But I love seeing her in the ring. I like watching her wrestler. She's wrestler. No, wrestle. She's very athletic and she's got some gymnastics in there and it's fun to see. Um, But the star of the show for me is Chris Statlander, hands down. I mean, what a talent she is. She's going to be a force to reckon with here in AEW, guys. I I really like this match. Um, You know, with Britt being injured, unfortunately, this easily probably could have gotten scrapped or moved to the buy-in, but right. you know they they stuck to their guns. They gave us Penelope. I thought it was really solid. I, I said earlier on our recap, you know, you you only get better through experience. So the fact that they're letting these two ladies go out, perfect their craft, go back and forth. Um, I thought they both looked really strong. I like that we're seeing more Penelope because I'm not too familiar with her. And yeah, like you said, she is excellent in Kip's corner, Mm. but I want to see what she can do in the ring. I love Kip being in her corner. That just adds a whole different element like we've talked about with the the factions. But this, I I always love the ladies. Um, A huge supporter of women's wrestling. It's something I wish I could do myself. So I love seeing them go out there and kick ass. But um, you know, both her and Statlander, I think, are really awesome. Let's go, Ash. Well, you know, and I go outside. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's I, you know, what's funny is I, I watched this yesterday live, and I, I, I had it as a throwaway. Just, it's honest. I just kind of, you know, it is what it is. And then we watched it again today, and I said, well, this is way better than it was yesterday. Mm. And I was able to kind of pay attention now to what was taking place. And I, I said, you know, I really like the size difference. Chris Statlander, e- either she's really tall or Penelope's short. I don't I don't actually know. <laughs> but but they they eyed each other down. I like I said this, I, I didn't I was like, is she like really tall? Or is she like just really short? But I go the the difference in the style of match is that Statlander being so much taller than Penelope, Penelope uses her, you know, uses her physique differently. She kind of flies around. She she stays low. Chris Statlander is kind of lankier. You know, she has longer arms. She can, you know, susceptible to certain things. So mm. I thought the match was done pretty well. And as Ashley said, she's right. You know, they're so young. Very. And they don't have a ton of experience in the like actual in-ring on television type of stuff. And when you put them on the pay-per-view, you held to your guns. You said, hey, listen, this is a pay-per-view match. It was Chris Statlander, Britt Baker. But this is a pay-per-view match. You're getting your pay-per-view spot. That Show shows them a lot got. of confidence. I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I met Penelope Ford. She is um, very, very nice in person and, and super fun. And uh, she's about, like, I'm 5'7". She's shorter than me. So she's, like, I want to say maybe, like, 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, Area would be my guess. Chris Statlander is. No, no, I'm no. Penelope oh, Ford. Oh my is. goodness! No, I was like, then no. how small is Penelope? Like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Penelope Ford. Yeah, yeah, she's she's shorter. I feel like Chris Statlander is like my height or taller. I feel like um, she's a she's a force though. I cannot wait. She is our leader, says Chris. We must boop. Yes, we must do it. I just adore that lady, and uh, I'm looking forward to meeting her at some point, maybe in the future at another Starcast event, guys. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> someday. I don't know. Someday, um, Spees says that Baker injury is killer. It's a damn shame. Yeah, man. When we, when I was guesting on on his show over there, I uh, we talked about that because they hadn't confirmed anything, obviously, in, in, until this show. And uh, damn shame, damn shame for her. Uh, the momentum is slowing, obviously now. But 
She'll get it back. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, Ash said, best showing of the AEW ladies so far. Um, on this pay-per-view, I actually agree. I think that these were the two best women's matches that they've had um, uh, that weren't like a championship until we get to, obviously, Sheeta and Nyla later. But I feel like Riho versus Nyla and Nyla versus Sheeta are like my two favorite matches. Um, and then this Chris Statlander one, even though Penelope was slow, I, I thought was really, really good. Like on pay per view, it was good. Better Absolutely. than seeing uh, B Priestley get her, uh, uh, you know, um, not B Priestley. Better than seeing uh, Britt Baker get uh, a concussion. <laughs> that was not a good match on a pay per view, that's for sure. So progress is progress is the point, and I'm so excited about it. And uh, real quick, Ash, we were we were on AEW heels together, having a grand old time. <laughs> How excited are you for this venture of uh, women solidarity? Oh my gosh. So I know you and I were chatting we during were. the <laughs> event and it was something that, not going to lie, made me a little emotional because I feel like dude, there's never been anything like this before. And I, growing up, I, I would have a, a hard time getting along with women because it, you know, it can be competitive and, and, and catty and um, it, it's unfortunate. And Brandy kind of touched on that during the meeting. And she's like, mm. you know, let's just get along and empower each other. And I was nervous beforehand. I know I was, t I was messaging you like, what do I wear? I don't want to yeah. underdress. We're <laughs> panicking over this and everyone looked beautiful. But the chat itself was just full of so much support. There was not an ounce of negativity. I felt so comfortable. We're dancing to the Spice Girls. We're <laughs> singing along. And it was like, I would normally just kind of sit back and watch. And I felt comfortable enough to engage and kind of like put myself out there a little bit. So I think this is a great initiative. And I'm really excited to see what else it's going to entail in the future. I know. And I tried to peek and you threw me away. That's right. No, I just Get out! <laughs> and I got thrown away. You did. Sorry. Listen. Uh, you know, like in uh, what's <laughs> the movie? Yeah, the Little Rascals, the He Man Woman Haters Club. We'll reverse that. <laughs> it's the She Man Man Hating Women's Club. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. It was not about that at all. It just was about bringing other women together to to really kind of give ourselves a, a voice and a, and a community to to find other female wrestling fans because we're so few and far between. But we're coming out the woodwork now, and, and I'm so excited about it. Shout out to JPQ um, who just joined the chat. What's up, buddy? Everybody's here in the chat. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We're just having a good time here talking double or nothing. But now I think we have to talk about... God, I, I can't forget. I forget the order, but I want to save Cody for, for a little bit later. So can we talk about this very also quick match? We'll get this one out of the way. Dustin Rhodes with Brandy and Sean Spears. So Sean Spears comes out in a suit. He's really embracing this new uh, newscaster thing and uh, came out thinking that Dustin wasn't going to show up, but he shows up for this match uh, kind of sneak attacks him in in a in a way sneaks up behind him and uh, we have a very quick three almost three and a half minute match, uh, and we saw some interesting underwear choices. We saw some booty. You know, it was it was something. We, we, we <laughs> so I'll, I'll I want to take this one. You you, you do it. I 
I like Sean Spears. Mm -hmm. And I really like Dustin. And I was actually really looking forward to watching a wrestling match. I, I, I was. I was looking forward to seeing them actually go at it on pay-per-view. I thought they had, a, even though it was very, very small, I felt they had a little build. So I thought, hey, there's a little story here. He kind of criticized him on his new news show. I liked that. I liked that he basically retired Dustin Form. And then he comes out in a suit. And it, just because it wasn't what I expected does not mean I didn't like it. And it's probably because I, I like both of them. And it was very funny. And, and I don't know if I if I can say it. But, I mean, you had Tully Blanchard on his penis. And you had uh, too much Sean Spears for everybody to see. <laughs> way, but, way too much Sean Spears. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, and, and you know what? Sean's, a lot of Sean Spears to see for a long time. It wasn't like a, a quick little, you know, expose. Like this was a, he's he's in socks and, and this was the whole match. <laughs> so I, I like to think also that Dustin was hiding behind the camera the entire time that Sean was cutting the promo, which kind of makes me laugh even more because you know he's just standing right back there and they're looking up at the stage looking for him and whatnot. But I don't, I, I liked it. Because I think I like both guys, I think it, it gave Sean Spears a little bit more character than we're used to seeing. Because, mm. to be honest, he did kind of fall a little flat. And once they took away that chair shot gimmick, because unfortunately it, it didn't work, unfortunately it got a lot of backlash, he lost basically the entire character he was going with. So for a while he kind of floundered there a little bit. Mm. And now I thought that the news thing was going to be good, but the match was... I don't know. I thought maybe they could have given him a better platform, but I enjoyed it. Well, you had said earlier, Queenie, talking about how, you know, burials, the right. burial of Archer, and it's like that. That's not the case here. Uh, I think that's the case with Sean Spears. Yeah, me too. He needs a win. Um, I love the new character direction. It, the loss here, I don't think necessarily hurt because we're kind of resetting He's got more depth. Uh, we're trending somewhere new, so it's like, all right, it's it's cool, but like this guy needs a win ASAP because otherwise you're going to fall into obscurity. And he's got so much potential. He should be a dominant player. Yeah, I felt like he fell there and that this character was going to kind of bring him back, and then this is what we got. I don't think it's too late, but like we need this guy needs to get a win. That's yeah, I, I think you're exactly right with that, you know, and, and a lot of things that bother me about Sean Spears is, you know, what's what's going on with Sean Spears? They don't know what's going on with Sean Spears. And I don't think he knows what's going on with him because he's been so many different things in this very new. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. 
scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Company. Like, I know we've put some months behind us on television, but really, it's not that long in the grand scheme. And he's been like multiple things. He's had the chairman thing that went on for a while. Then he was like with Tully looking for a tag team partner. Where'd that go? Drop the ball on that. And now he's this newscaster type thing but he's still invested with cody and dustin it's just it feels so strange to me that they can't figure out like what to do with this guy mag said he hated this match so bad he thought it was pointless (laughs) um he he said it killed the momentum that spears had been building up and i was looking forward to a decent match and this was not the match i i I was looking forward to seeing sean spears and dustin i me too i I thought it'd be good and and i like sean spears and i really have been it's it's getting hard Mm. Being a Sean Spears fan out there right now, it's getting a little tough. Yeah, but yeah. we're muscling through it. We we have light at the end of the tunnel. We hope. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's too late, but they need to do something. They have to do something with him. Pick a direction, stick to it, and build for it. And I agree, Ashley. I think that it's it's trouble for him if he doesn't like start winning something, even little somethings. Um, would would help him, I think, tremendously. But, I mean, I digress. It was a three-minute and 20-second match. What more can we possibly say? Um, but th- this was the part in the show where, where things kind of went downhill for me. We're actually both Rhodes matches. So l- let's talk about it. Let's talk about the TNT Championship, which apparently is is not finished, according, according to Tony Schiavone. Apparently today... Um, I saw somewhere on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, of course, because I forgot to write it down, but they said uh, the new belt, the correct belt, may even be ready by Wednesday, so we might actually see what it really looks like. I don't know, but I'll tell you, the the dime look didn't, it's not, it doesn't look very nice. So, so you didn't like it. What, I, I, anybody in the chat, what are, what are they saying? I know, anybody... I don't know. We'll see what they start saying while we're talking about this D&D champion belt belt yeah. y'all what do you what did you think about it i i don't like the the lettering of tnt like i know it's gonna be um prominent i completely agree but the, I, I the blocky completely, it's completely completely agree with it's you. weird completely. right mm-hmm. i i don't and i don't know why i i said to ashley and she said to me well what did you expect i go i don't know i guess not that i i just right. i just i don't know what i expected i just didn't expect tnt in the dead center of the plate in big bold black writing. I looks ugly like that. There's a picture circling Twitter with gold plates. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't have you seen it? I have seen it. It looks much better. Much better. Um obviously I don't think that's the real or the finalized product, but you know my initial thoughts were it, it seemed just simple. Like I don't know that their other belts are so ornate and detailed mm. and i love the other three championships i think i think they're excellent and this one I, I didn't love but seeing the picture with the gold whether it's it's real or not that makes it look better so i hope that it does have gold there there is also this piece out there that they're saying that the side plate is ted turner's mansion yes and if that is true that is awesome (laughs) i I (laughs) I kind of do like that yeah that is unnecessary yes and i love it it is kind of funny to me like when they debuted the aew title it it's first of all it's huge 
and it's beautiful and ornate and I was like oh I'm getting new Japan vibes but like kind of old school NWA vibes like this is good stuff I'm feeling good about it and then the ladies belt came out y'all and I was like oh it's really pretty like the coloring's kind of rose goldy type color and the the shape is different but it's 10 sizes too small and I'm like oh if you could just enlarge this give it a little mushroom from um, Mario and like grow it up a little bit I think we'd be fine um and then the tag belts I think are beautiful and then I'm like okay so what are they gonna do for this television title because that's how I view it television title and it's that and now but you're telling me also that it's really gonna be ready on Wednesday then why didn't like I don't know I I guess they wanted to have something for Mike to give somebody but I believe it was Cody right that said it was gonna be ready by Wednesday that's what he said apparently I don't know if that's true absolutely unattainable deadline sometimes he's strange um like yeah weird but mag said he hates the belt it's horrific um ash said i didn't like the belt but how can they fix it in three days when they had months to fix and make it i love that i think it's a quick fix due to online feedback i think you're right with that spee says the belt is god awful he said he saw the completed version and it's only slightly better lol oh boy uh it's worse than the penny and nickel tag belts and i goddamn hate those said mags wow everybody hates the belt okay no. colin said i had said based on feedback i mean for all we know, they could just design a whole new belt. Yeah, they can. If, they have, I, you know I don't what? know how they, long that would take, but they worst kind of case, have the they excuse. can just, oh, here's They can just wash new. it away and say, hey, you know what? That wasn't at all the one we wanted. Right. Yeah. But I, I believe there was a guy on Facebook who had designed the title. I saw Or not designed it or post. crafted it. I, I don't want to I don't want to misspeak. Right. I don't want to give sources I don't know. But he, he basically said that through the quarantine he was unable to get the proper materials to plate it, to put the you know, whatever the finishing touches on it, if it was the jewelry. So like this is kind of what they had. But you do kind of think that how would it be possible in the next three days to complete it? Right. And you you had five weeks to complete it. I so know. It's, it's weird. Of, yeah. It's weird to me, and and they announced this belt, and they, they were doing this tournament and stuff, and they've had this idea, obviously, for a while. They could have been working on it long before, you know what I mean? And I just feel like, ugh. With how, even though the women's belt is small, they're all still beautiful belts, right? This belt looks so cheap to me. I saw this, and I was like, oh, my God, it's the 24-7 championship all over again, and I cannot stand that belt, I'm like, nope, can't do it. And and it was like the shiny me, silver. The silver and red thing don't go together for me. It just doesn't work. No, no and I it kind of made me think that it's possible, knowing Cody, knowing the Bucks, that TNT may have thrown their hat in the design of this. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I wouldn't be surprised. Thing. Yeah, It doesn't really, it does not match the other three belts. It doesn't. It, it's like, uh, you know, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> it just, yeah, exactly. It just sucked. I, I just, ugh, whatever. But, you know, I digress. The point of it, of course, was to crown the new, well, first ever inaugural AEW TNT champion. Um, you know, for me, guys, this match didn't need a title belt. These two can feud it was bigger than that. I I, feel, I would have liked it better if they had a match separately than this tournament. Because when I think about 
you know, a, a TNT championship, a, a TV title. I'm thinking about all these other wonderful people that they have on their roster and who you can get involved. Now, on the other flip side of that, you know, this whole COVID situation has really taken a hit on our wrestling industry here that we love so much. And, you know, who they had available and who was really supposed to be in that tournament, we might never know that. And, uh, you know, they worked with what they worked with, and I think it was fine. And I'll certainly, you know, give them a pass on this whole thing. And But I don't really like that Cody was in the finals for this belt. Um, he can't challenge for the other ones, so you're going to book yourself to win a secondary title. I don't know how I feel about it. It rubbed me the wrong way. I think Lance Archer uh, in this match looked great. He looked dominant. I don't agree with anybody at all that he's buried because he lost. I think it was it was done smartly. So he still looks like a dominant monster with no issue and that thing. I also thought it was like maybe like eight to 10 minutes too long. It felt long. I know it was only 22 minutes, but to me, it felt like a half an hour. And I'm like struggling. So I didn't like this at all. I really didn't like the ending. I don't like Cody as the champion. While my brain logically gets it as to why he would be right in the scenario. And I get that he's kind of like the gatekeeper uh, role and he'll get to fight all these guys and they can establish the belt like Jericho did for the heavyweight title. I just it put a bad taste in my mouth. So that's kind of how I felt. I'm so anxious to hear what you think. I actually, I, I completely agree with you. Um, my my pick was Archer, uh, given the final two. From the beginning, I didn't think that this should have been the finals, but given the circumstances, you're completely correct. Who knows what the original plans were? Um, they're just kind of working with the limited roster. But Rich and I had this discussion earlier, and he actually... I think, uh, Rich, you had a really good perspective regarding the Cody win. That helped me well, change my mindset a little bit. I appreciate it that I influenced you. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the match. I did. I enjoyed the match. I liked that they went outside. It's okay. Everybody has different opinions. I enjoyed the match. I, I love Lance Archer. And I think that even more so now, and his New Japan run was fantastic. And I think even more so now, he's been given a platform to do even more than what he could do in New Japan. All the rope moves he does and the the outside-the-ring stuff, stuff in New Japan that's not as common, I think Archer looked fantastic. Now, the thing that that Ashley was bringing up was I actually felt like maybe Cody won because Cody can take a loss. So I felt in this situation, maybe Cody won't hold this title belt for very long. Mm. Instead of having it go to Archer, where you know if Archer gets a run, you got to give him a run. You kind of got to keep the belt on. He's a dominant guy. So instead, Cody gets the title. It gives a little prestige to who won it. It's Cody, right? Top guy in the business. And he could put over guys like Dar. He could take a loss to Darby Allen. He could take a loss to uh, Pac. I mean, he could take a loss to these guys. No problem. Pac, I mean, Pac's a top guy, too. But Darby Allen's top guy. But they could. he could take a loss and never get hurt. It, it might be a little bit better that, you know, Lance Archer looked good in this match. The shenanigans took place. Mike Tyson almost punched a snake. You know, the whole thing <laughs> took place. Ridiculous. Yeah. And it kind of comes out where Archer doesn't look bad at all. And instead, no, all. Cody can drop the belt to the winner of the Battle Royal at whatever comes up after this. And, and we can kind of go on to these new feuds. I, I don't know. I only thought maybe Cody won. It kind of was my gut feeling that he he can take a loss and not get hurt by it. 
Mm. So maybe this was the way that they did it. Because I, I don't want to see large. I don't want to see Archer lose. Right. I don't either. I agree. I agree with that. And uh, I, I actually really appreciate that perspective. That helps me not be as angry <laughs> as I was before. Um, but Mag says the match was decent, maybe 10 minutes too long, but it didn't need two things, the belt and the vanity booking. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear that. I feel I feel very similarly. Uh, what, Colin. What Mike Tyson, right? Yeah, Mike Tyson, yeah. I just feel like it was unnecessary <laughs> yeah. at all. I'll add that one in as well. Mike, Mike Tyson looked like he had a he lot was of having a great time, yeah. but he had no idea what to do. He had no idea where no. to stand, where to go, what to say, how to look, nothing. <laughs> they just told him, go out there with the championship. And he's like, uh, okay. Okay, <laughs> I will. Uh, Colin agreed that Cody didn't need to win it. Um, and Sean said, people honestly don't know what buried means anymore. People just throw that word around. Yeah, I agree with you there. Ash said, have you seen that Tyson's been announced for Dynamite on Wednesday? I did see that. Yes. Um, That's exciting. Interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, it'll be fun. I'm sure. It'll, it'll be something silly. And uh, it'll be a good time. But I digress. We have this now. And my, my question to you, off the top of your head, first person that comes to mind, who should be the first challenger? to Cody now that he is the new TNT champion. All y'all in the chat sound off too. Who do you believe should be the uh, first challenger to Cody? Darby. I, I, I thought too much. I thought too much. Oh, I was going to say pack, but Ooh. I, I don't know if he's here. I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible, but I'll stick with it. Okay. I love Pac. As a, that's a great choice. I would love to see that. Uh, and eventually, maybe when travel restrictions are lifted and things are a little bit better and he can get here, I think that would be awesome. Um, we have Chris saying Darby. We have Ash saying Luchasaurus. Love that. Um, Metal. Oh, what's up, Metal? What's going on? Uh, and Kyle in the chat. What's up, buddy? Um, Metal says MJF. Love that, too. That would be a fun revisit. Bring back that feud. Uh, Colin says Darby. Mags says Rusev. Um, okay, Mags. <laughs> <laughs> I love that right now. Um, Mags says I don't want Darby Cody again yet. I don't either. I want to wait. I want to hold off on that. Actually, I think like the Sean Spears thing would be a good thing to revisit right now because he's around and that would be an I mean, I know he's going to lose eventually, but I think that program might help him a little bit. Um I would like I to see, see that. I, I also idea. wouldn't mind Scorpio Sky. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't mind Excellent. that. Scorpio <laughs> would be good. Wouldn't mind that at all. Um, I, I definitely want Cody Darby again, though, because that match, when it happened, was just, oh, beautiful, beautifulness. It's going to be a good time. Um, but yeah, so that was that. And, and we'll see what kind of happens. I wonder if someone's going to step up. Oh, Kyle agrees. Yeah. See? Cody versus Scorpio. Um. I wonder if we're going to see someone step up on Wednesday. It makes Wednesday, like, if it wasn't already must-see, like, let's go. <laughs> so excited. Um, let's talk about the ladies once again. Um, you guys, we have Anne New, and my heart is so full, I can't even tell you. Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. And we have our new women's champion, and I think Nyla Rose's best match in AEW to date. 
And that's saying something because I think her match with Riho was unbelievable, but I think this one was the best one. It had such great chemistry between them two. I thought the pacing of this match was excellent. It was 16 minutes, all just under 17 minutes long. It was hard hitting. It had great spots and they just nailed each other. Um, I, I felt really, really good about this match. Nyla had some great one-liners, her saying, you know, um, you always bet on black and Big Swole telling her you ain't shit and like all this. Oh my God, it was so good from all angles. I'm obsessed. This was my match of the night. What did you guys think? I loved everything about it. This is something I have been raving about since they had that fatal four-way back on uh, New Year's Day. I've been wanting to see them face off table versus kendo stick forever. Uh, I think this delivered on all fronts. Uh, I like that there was a stipulation involved. I think this sets the bar for the women's division. And um, as we kind of talked about in the the heels uh, chat, you know, what other stipulations do we want to see? I think this opens doors and uh, seeing Sheeta win made me emotional. That's Queen Sheeta. Holy Sheeta. We, we <laughs> love her. Uh, I wish that you know, there there could have been an audience there for that moment, um, but watching it at home was just, it was awesome. I think earlier when Rich and I were talking about it, I had said it, it almost feels like an injustice to Nyla's reign because of the quarantine where we didn't get to see her have, you know, as many defenses as she could have. As we talked about before we started this, her reign was... A little over a hundred days, I think, mm-hmm. and that's lengthy. That's awesome. She's she's dominant, but I feel like we could have seen her do so much more. But just given the circumstance, that obviously couldn't happen. It's no one's fault. Um, but I do think you know, building off of Sheeta's momentum, this was the right time. I have no complaints. I was so excited. <laughs> this is my this was my match of the night. Also. Yes, and everyone in the chat is 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 feeling what you just said and, and feeling Sheeta. We have Holy Sheeta from from Kyle. Uh, Metal says Sheeta had gear of the night, and Chris and everybody was talking about her gear um, being Final Fantasy VII. Yes, love that. Tiffa Lockhart. Um, Colin said that was his match of the night. Also, uh, Mag said Nyla has really blossomed with her work. We should definitely talk about that. Sheeta is amazing, says Ash. Big Swole, low key MVP of the night, hundred percent. Um, um, but Sean actually agrees with you, Ashley. He said, um, I feel bad for Nyla. She wins the title and then is off TV only to come back for a week, a couple weeks, right? And lose to Sheeta, but Sheeta deserves it. Um, Metal says guys and gals will get Swole versus Sheeta eventually and, and hopefully soon. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm ready for that. <laughs> Rich, what do you think? Um, I, I agree. I, I'm not going to go against Ashley there. I mean, she's the... <laughs> She she was waiting for this. This was the one that she uh, popped. She she was plugging all the way since basically before Revolution. Yep. Yeah. And, and she was waiting. She was waiting. So I, this is this is her moment. <laughs> uh, I really I really liked the moment where she like I don't know if it was like a military press, but she wanted to use the table and she said no nah, no nah, let's use the poker table and she threw her over the guardrail into that yep. table of poker chips and crap and it it sprayed all over the place and I thought that was a nice visual like a nice aesthetic. I, I only had like the one thing I said to her was 
I didn't like where at the end they did so many like finishing moves over and over and over again where I mm. thought it could just it felt like it was Sheeta's time after she slammed her off the top rope. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, like this is rope. this is the feeling that we're gonna all celebrate. And then it was a kick out. And then it was like, all right, well, we're gonna go into the shining wizard, and that's gonna be that's gonna be it. And then it was another kick out. And then it was like, oh well, come on, like, you know, <laughs> we're we're here. Let's get the let's get the moment. And that was the only thing that I kind of was like, ah, I wanted it to kind of, I don't know. Maybe, I like the spots, though. She hit her and she whacked her with the kendo stick in the head. Yeah. And I, I popped for that. I was like, she slugged her. It yeah, was she did. In there. Like, that was, that was good. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. I, I'm not going to step on Ashley's toes. That, that was her moment. <laughs> it was a good one. And Meg said she did, has to be in the conversation as the best female wrestler in the Western, Western world on par with EO. I mean, you got to put her there. She's a workhorse, man. She has worked so hard, too. That's another thing. She has really just been one of the ones, if you go back and review, like you were saying earlier, Rich, and, like, watch her, oh, like leaps and bounds uh, yeah. of growth. And, and with Nyla as well. Uh, she's so much better than she was when she first started and even um you know on tv before um revolution i feel like you know th there's such growth in the past several months and and she just rules she is the best and i'm so happy i marked out to ashley i was screaming uh, i posted a video of me screaming that's <laughs> just like your confidence is also raised so much yes. you can just see the difference in character it's yeah. such we're we're in such a unique position just with AEW, um, just seeing the progression of of everyone but Queen as we talked on the Revolution panel with Josh. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the women's division was really just built from the ground up, and as you said, there's been so much growth the the past few months, and I feel like we're really really in the swing of things now. There's a lot of depth and diversity with the characters and. I just I think a lot of doors are opening right now and the future looks bright. Future looks so bright and I'm so glad they we've definitely pivoted as as JPQ said on our, our double episode this week on Smart to Death Radio. They really pivoted. We've started moving in a forward direction and um you know hopefully as things start to open up we can get some of this roster back in and really start pushing this division forward. I I really think we have such a bright future and Man, Big Swell, she coming, honey, and it's, it's going to be good. I'm excited for it. Um, it's going to be a good time, and I'm so happy for Sheeta. And, you know, what a beautiful moment we got with an and new champion. But from one championship to another, we have to talk about this main, co-main, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> event of Moxley versus Brody Lee now. You know, I know you're a Mox fan over there, Ashley, so... I'll let you start this one off. We had Mox versus the Exalted one here for the AEW World Championship. Um, 15 and a half minutes. What did you think? This was another one that I I really liked. Um, you know, I, Mox Man is my guy, so <laughs> not going to go against him there. But I really, I'm not familiar with Brody Lee. Mm. I, I met Luke Harper. Um, I've seen his work there, but, you know, I, I feel like he was very kind of limited and, um, you know, he's going to be able to do so much more in this position as the exalted one and on this AEW platform. So I was super excited for this match to see the two of them go at it and really get this proper introduction of Brody Lee to everyone. And I feel like he really 
delivered. This was another one, even though he lost, I don't think he looks weak at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I, I liked it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Brody Lee really should be proud of the performance he put on. I mean, coming out of WWE, you know, you kind of have that one first match where you're really hoping that it goes well because you're trying to justify almost to everybody. As much as we all know, it's the right move. You mm. went to the right company the right thing like as much as we all know it you know internally he kind of has to justify it even with himself and he stepped in the ring and that was the that was proving all the doubters he felt like it felt it was a big deal that match was that match was great i i personally i really enjoyed the match. it was a slow burn they did really a lot of great things and i think you start to appreciate even how big john moxley is like how a tall dude he got powerbombed by Brody lee and i was like wow that's these are two men like going at it right now and you know it, it was they put him through the stage like the match was really good and they did a nice ending with the choke out which was completely unexpected i like the submissions yeah i Mox. i thought i i really enjoyed this match we both said that right after it was over yeah, yeah. i you know i liked the the latter half of the match if you will um more than than the beginning but i i will say that i thought mox looked unbelievable i loved his jacket i know a lot of people were making fun of like the shoulders and that it was bigger it's supposed to be that is a that is a biker style (laughs) jacket it's supposed to be like that so you can just be like yeah i'm here to to whip some you know um (laughs) i I loved it i thought it was great and he's um i mean he's moxley what what else can you say about that i thought uh like metal said mr brody lee looked amazing i thought he did really well um for his first major pay-per-view this is the first one and he made a great impression like you said rich it's it's a lot of pressure (laughs) you know and he's a different guy now right he's he's a totally different personality and he's talking a lot which is not something people are used to so seeing this guy um in, in a completely different way for for people who've seen him you know in wwe before and then even before that on the indies which they have met too uh, moxley and and brody lee in the indies before wwe and now aew right so this it's kind of cool when you think about it like that um i just think that uh it was good it was the, it was the right pacing it was the right time um, you know, it wasn't too long. And, uh, I think the ending was spectacular. I loved when they went through the, the little ramp issue there and, and I loved the choke out at the end. I think Brody Lee still looks great. And Mox is your dominant champion. I, I mean, what, what better thing could you ask for to close out uh, your championship match than that? You know, your champ that you love and the people love wins and he, and he chokes out the bad guy, but the bad guy still has, has his momentum. I, I don't think that he stops. And I think this is going to set him off. I think we're going to see some fun things with the dark order and mr brody lee sean says great match kept it fast paced brody looked strong yeah i mean i totally agree with you there and i'm excited for moxley against brian cage oh yes now you're talking my language so that's the thing so now you guys also they dropped today that or really last night in the media scrum that it's gonna take place at fighter fest brian cage versus moxley going to happen and that's in june and tony khan also said that fighter fest was supposed to be in london this year but for obvious reasons can't do that um but they will get there in the future and, and i'm so excited that they're they're going to keep to that uk thing i feel bad that it didn't end up working but um what do we think brian cage moxley in like a couple weeks i'm glad they kept fighter fest around I'm glad they yeah, brought it back. I liked, I liked I, I that when last you do year. like yeah, I like the Fighter Fest theme. They had what well, it was the 
that was the whole Kenny Omega with the they had the women for only the beginning because he couldn't pay them all, and then they put mannequins out, and it was supposed to be the whole thing about the Fire Island. Was it Fire Island? Is that what the whole thing on Netflix was? Oh yes! And, oh my God! Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and and Kenny Kenny didn't have a good catering, and it was I the whole thing was, it was really it was perfect. good. I I enjoyed Fighter Fest last year. We had the lights out match with Moxley and Joey Janela as the main event. Oh, yeah. So I I think it kind of you know Brian Cage John Moxley it, it pays homage to last year. Good show. Yeah, I think it's it's good to do it soon too because. One, just build off of that momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I-, I know they announced All Out yesterday. Yes, they did. But they didn't announce a location. They didn't announce any ticket sale date because everything is so uncertain. Right. Uh, why Why wait till then when you don't know what it's going to look like? At, you know what I mean? So I think just doing it sooner rather than later um, well, it would probably help ratings, um, mm. help excitement. And I just, it, it's the right time. I don't know exactly when that, they, they didn't announce the date yet, right? They didn't. Just they just in said June. in June. Yeah. So I guess we'll kind of see what's going to happen. But, um, you know, everyone is so sad about <laughs> Fighter Fest not being in London. I'm so sorry, my London friends. I'm so sorry. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully um, it, it'll happen soon. Maybe next year. Metal said maybe the first pay-per-view of next year. I would love to see Revolution in the UK. I think that'd be dope. Oh, that could be really cool. That would be really cool. If it's safe and they can, oh my God, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I think the London fans would be effing amazing metal. I agree. Um, but I think it's going to be fun, Ashley. I think you make a great point about the payoff. We're going to get it. It's going to draw in people. They're going to want to watch Brian Cage. We're going to get a lot of people who used to watch Impact um, coming to see what he's going to do in AEW as well, I think. So I, it's going to be really, really fun, and it's going to be a really hard-hitting like match. You know, Mox hasn't faced anybody like this uh, in AEW, so this is going to be fun. It's going to be a good time, and I'm excited to see what happens with uh, Mr. Brody Lee. I think we're going to see some uh, some shenanigans. Yeah. But speaking of shenanigans, as we're wrapping up here, this is the last one we're talking about, y'all. Here it is. <laughs> and what a match to close on. Uh, the stadium stampede match versus uh, the elite versus the inner circle. Um, wow. Is the first thing that I have to say. I think this may be my favorite wrestling, non wrestling match probably of all time. Um, I I loved this. It was ludicrous. It was crazy. It was ridiculous. And I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish. I, I thought everything was was great stuff was hokey and 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 like weird but i i loved it i thought everything that they had in here they had such great moments and spots but i want to hear what you guys thought um of this match so i don't really even know where to begin it's Uh, hard right so much to unpack it's very hard now i will say i think it was the perfect balance of comedy and and shtick and shenanigans Mm -hmm. and action yes um I loved the the bits of, you know, storylines and, you know, highlighting each, you know, individual or kind of like the, the pairings throughout the night and, and seeing um, all that stuff happening. But the biggest moment for me, besides Nick Jackson returning because I missed him, was <laughs> oh my God. seeing Hangman and Kenny being on the same page. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, made me emotional. 
I loved it. They they were on the same page from the beginning of the match. Kenny trusted his tag team partner. They're embracing at the end. They shared whiskey and milk in the middle. Yeah, but he got the milk in the whiskey. They are tag team champions together. They're brothers. That's 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 <laughs> so right. Vile. That is disgusting. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a very you know big storyline moment, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Um, with the coming show. I, I like the little, I guess, individual, like small stories they mm. told, like Matt Hardy and Proud and Powerful and Sammy Guevara with the Bucks and Jake Hager with Adam Page. Like, I, I enjoyed Jericho that. Jericho and Aubrey. But, yeah, well, oh, he, he told her that she was a shitty ref. So, I mean, it, you know, how rude. clearly. How rude. How, how, I like that he had, <laughs> he had eye black on also. And I, I thought Jericho, I, didn't expect them to come out in football pants. They came out looking like a team. It was they so were awesome. <laughs> it was so Ortiz awesome. couldn't get the damn helmet on his head. He no. just kind of balanced on the top because of his hair. <laughs> and I, I, all right, so I'm going to point this out. And I, I said this on ours. I'm going to say it here. Did anybody else notice the inner circle had a coach? Did no one notice this except me? I pointed out to you, Ashley, in the background, in the beginning of the of the, the match, mm-hmm. they're, they're in the ring. You know, they're all fighting around the ring. Yeah. In the back, there's the bench. It was a Jaguar bench. And there's a man wearing an inner circle shirt. And he had a bandana around his mouth. But he had a play sheet. And he looks like he's reading the play sheet. And then he's getting into, like, huddle up position. And he's watching the things happen. And then he's pacing back and forth. And he looks like he's calling plays like he's the inner circle's coach. I and did nobody, not see like, that. This. Well, it didn't help them. So. It, it clearly, well, he the thing was, <laughs> one, he right. was very far away. He was. He like he was on the on the sideline. You know, he was fifty yards away. So I mean, he he was not close. Right. Two, they never acknowledged him on camera. They, ne- you know, he didn't come out with them. He, he, they never acknowledged him. But he's standing back there, kind of pacing back and forth. He's got like his little Andy Reid play thing. He's covering his face, which is kind of funny because he already has a mask on. Or a bandana to cover anyway. And he's just kind of like watching it. Like he's he's calling the plays out. But you're right. It, it didn't it didn't work. No. It didn't work. Interesting. I, I did not even see that. Mags is like impressed. He goes, wow, I didn't see that. Attention to detail. Um, so everyone's going off in the chat about this match. Uh, Stadium Stampede. The uniforms Mags loves. Uh, Conrad, what's up, buddy? Said it's a fun match. Metal said the ref blowing the whistle and then running at each other. <laughs> oh my god, I died. It was funny. Um, Mag says the apple juice whiskey. Yes, it, it definitely was not real whiskey. You could tell by the color. And uh, Kenny was drinking milk shots. I mean, okay, love that. Um, the drowning of Broken Matt's characters was absolutely hysterical. Oh my god, it was so good. Especially um, the underwater camera. Yes. When he would go down. Homage yeah. to the free the deletes. I, I love that. I thought it was really funny. Me too. Um, Ash said, Hangman still drank that milk whiskey. What a man. Yeah, he oh, did. He put that down. You're right. That's terrible. Um, Matt Jackson's moonsault off the goalpost. Yeah, that was one of my favorite spots too, Mags. And um, the uh, locomotion all the way across from 100 yards. I mean, with shitty ribs, Matt Jackson. You're the GOAT. That's amazing. Um, Chris says this match hit on all cylinders from the football intros, the subtle movie references. That's very true. Hardy's three versions, Hangman and Kenny toasting in the bar. Oh, so good. Jericho challenging the play was hysterical. Sammy running for his life in the beginning and at the end of the match and the 100-yard locomotion for the touchdown. It was insane. 
Yeah, the Northern Lights train, y'all. Sean, you're right. It's the 100-yard Northern Lights train. Um, this match delivered on all things. Uh, the Alex Wright, yes. Oh, <laughs> that spot that, was I, I pop for that. I love terrible. Alex Ash, Ashley goes, don't disrespect him like that, Tony. That is, <laughs> don't you say that about Alex Wright. It's awesome. It was so good. I, I just think... I think everything that they had in here, the moments were so good. And, and we're going to remember a lot of them, I think, for a really long time. Um, Hangman getting a drink while everyone else is fighting is probably one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Uh, it just was so great. His exchange with Hager at the bar, like, you here to fight or you here to drink? Uh, both? All right, great. Sounds good. Let's have a drink. Pour you a drink. I think it was great. And, um, you know, Proud and Powerful were awesome. They were <laughs> swearing at each other and... Uh, that was great. And poor Sammy, <laughs> poor Sammy getting chased by everything and everyone. It's his new thing. Um, but what we haven't talked about yet and what we need to talk about is the end of this match with Kenny Omega giving a one wing angel to Sammy Guevara off of the stadium steps <laughs> onto this platform. It was so beautiful from start to finish. And uh, wow, what a visual was massive i couldn't figure out what that like i was trying to use my like football acumen and like determine what he was jumping off i couldn't tell if that was maybe like the hard cam for the actual game it could be the thing he was standing on right that's what i thought it was yeah yeah so so he jumps off and that was the best part was aubrey edwards having to get a ladder to climb <laughs> that, in was that was hilarious that was very funny oh it was um, so good was a huge one-winged angel oh my huge. god it was so beautiful. Mag says everyone nailed it. Uh, and it was a beautiful ending. I mean, it was perfect. It really just, uh, it can't be matched. No one will ever do it better. JPQ did a, a beautiful um, uh, tweet and said, this match is nine stars and it couldn't have been done better in the Tokyo Dome. Like, this is it. This is the tops. Um, <laughs> Chris says, Ortiz, I can't swim. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> it's only three feet of water, bro. Uh, the Judas effect on the mascot. I mean, you know what's really cool about this, yeah. too, is like 24 hours almost removed from this and like we're still going, oh my god, yeah, that's right. Or, oh, I didn't really see that. It, it means that you can go back and watch it over and over again and probably see things that you missed the first couple of times. That's a testament to a match where, like, you can continue to watch it and find new things and enjoy it all the same. Like, like the Jericho, uh, they cut the Jericho, and he was going to get his face blended in the fan. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! That's how it started, yeah. and yes. I, I was like, "They're going to kill him! They're going like, to kill him!" <laughs> It was like an airplane engine that thing, and he was going to get his face blended in it. And I was like, this is absolutely (laughs) outrageous. He said, and you know, obviously they're hyping it up. You you have to sell pay-per-views. You want to get people excited. And Jericho, and they all hype it up, and they say, listen, it's the best match, the most fun match I've ever been in. And they were not wrong. (laughs) They did not No, not at all. Not at all. They weren't. And, And the best part for me is... The first match that started the show was the ladder match. That was 28 and a half-ish minutes. And this match ended the show and was 34 minutes. The two longest matches were the two that I feel like should have been the longest ones. And they bookended the show. Oh, God. I mean, come on. They are... AEW is so good at booking the order in their pay-per-view. It's like they constantly hit it out of the park for me in the way that they organize. They really, they really it's so good. I, I think- Tony Khan actually is the one who does the timing. Mm. I believe I 
that way back a couple months ago. So kudos to him. Way to go, Tony Khan. <laughs> Big biceps, Tony. Perfect. It, it was great. He, he did a fantastic job. I think the show, again, it was long. Like mm-hmm. the show went to almost midnight. It did. But it was worth it. But it felt, it was good. I thought they gave us all the content we could have asked for with all the hands on deck they could get. They got everybody. But maybe after this is over, I know we did see some faction versus faction warfare, but the Dark Order's a faction, and the Elite and Inner Circle are no longer going at it, so maybe we could see a little Dark Order versus, like, you know, Inner Circle stuff or something. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to mix it up, I feel like. Um, Ash said, cannot remember the last time I laughed so much during uh, watching a wrestling match. I agree. It was awesome. That was not hyperbole. Um, perfect book dead show, said Mags. Sean, big biceps. Tony, it's hysterical. I, I love that from uh, amazing what's-his-face there, uh, Joey Janela. Um, I wish Tony booked Cody's matches then, Max. <laughs> My man coming through. Oh, Bad Motorfinger, what's up, yo? Uh, said Brian Cage versus Lance Archer would be gold. Yeah, I'm ready for that. You know yeah. what I'm really ready for? And Conrad agreed. Uh, what I'm really ready for, you guys? It is, and Chris knows. Cause he's, he he made this graphic for me because mm-hmm, I want Brian Cage versus Kenny Omega, and I want it for a for something big, like a nice little title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. Those two at it, I can't. They're both machines in their own right. Mm-mm. So good. It's going to be fun. Someday, maybe we'll get it. <laughs> but what a show. I mean, like, where do we go from here? There's so many options. We're going to see new people facing off. We're going to see the first ever challenger to the first ever TNT championship. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. And I feel like this Wednesday show is going to be um, not one to miss. Yeah, I feel like I know at the start of the year they had their homecoming and we had the records reset and that was cool for the start of 2020. But this really feels like sort of like WrestleMania is your like wrestling calendar year for Mm. AEW. Double or nothing feels like it's kind of the reset point. And I feel like as you were mentioning, there's so many different directions we can go in and we're going to see things pick up. Wednesday is can't miss because we're hot off the heels of this pay-per-view and I feel like this is the new year. Plus Mike Tyson. Plus Mike Tyson also. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he just looks in awe again at Lance Archer because that was the best gif ever. I loved it. Well, I I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Lance. Mm -hmm. I I like the opportunity he's going to have now again, because everything was taped. It was a lot of, again, no offense to these workers, but it was a lot of jobbers. Mm. So I'm excited to see Lance getting in there and tangling it up with some some guys. Yeah. So it's going to be excited if we everybody stays around now because we're starting to I, – I don't want to say we're getting better. It's not true or whatever, but the, things are starting to progress. So we got people back now. Maybe they'll stick around a little longer. We'll get a lot more people for the Dynamites in terms of the talent, and we can see a lot more mix and match. Yeah, Hopefully. Get these new guys involved with some of the, I want to call them veterans of AEW, but, you know, you get, like, Matt Hardy versus Darby Allen matches you didn't know you wanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good stuff, y'all, and, and I'm really excited, and I'm so, so, so glad you two uh, came on to recap. I guess, like I said to you guys earlier, the, the universe was telling us, don't predict the show, review the show, and I'm really glad that we did, uh, and I'm super glad it worked. <laughs> We had people here in the chat to hang out with us and they could hear you. I mean, hey, blessings. Happy Sunday. 
Um, but you guys are the absolute best. I, you know how much I love y'all and, and love your show and appreciate your your takes and, and opinions and thoughts, all things uh, wrestling. And I'm super thankful you took some of your time out today to chat with me. Please let the people know where they can find you. Well, thank you again so much for having us. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, um, thank you so much. We we really appreciate it taking the time and, and putting us on the platform. We couldn't ask for more. Yeah, I love these recaps. So we should, you know what, let's make these like a regular thing. Let's always recap uh, <laughs> W pay-per-views. But we, um, we're on Twitter. We're at Dojo and Dynamite. Uh, Instagram, also Dojo and Dynamite. And dojo and dynamite at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. And we always post recaps of the dynamite once a week, and then we, we do a recap preview show, and we love being on here and doing these recaps. Yeah, these are fun. Go follow my friends. <laughs> I, I would never steer you wrong. I'm telling you, go do it. They're the best. Uh, and thank you so much again. Thank you, everyone in the chat, for joining us today. It was a pleasure talking AEW with Ashley and Rich and with all of you. Also, don't forget, hashtag all out challenge. It's officially on today. Day, okay it's happening uh we, we put double or nothing to bed and so it's time to double down on our goals until we are all out september the 5th okay people that's what we're doing sean says he's definitely checking you out guys there you go uh and thank you sean for that compliment thank you guys appreciate all of you adore you and of course as for me and i will tell you to enjoy the rest of your day and continue to please be kind to one another. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.